Good day and welcome to What's Happening MoCo, a podcast from your award-winning government television station, County Cable Montgomery. Now, here's your host, Derek Kenny. Good day and welcome to What's Happening MoCo. It's getting warm outside. It's almost time for family gatherings, cookouts, plenty of time for indoor and outdoor projects. But what do you need to know before you and your family go out to have fun safely or to start that project safely? We'll find out how to get free deck maintenance inspections, and we'll also find out what projects, DIY projects, you'll need to get permits for. Join me in welcoming James Saget, Manager for Residential Inspections for DPS. James, how are you today, sir? Good, good, Derek. Thank you. How are All you? Right. Great, great. Thank you for being here today. And it's one of... One of the things that we don't always think about until the last moment, what is my deck safe? Um, uh, is my deck, am I doing the right maintenance for my decks? What can you tell us about what you do, I guess, before we go talk about deck maintenance and safety and permits? Why don't you tell us what the Department of Permitting Services do, and then what do you do um, for the Department of Permitting Services? Okay. Okay. <clears throat> um. Department of Permitting Services permits all the construction in Montgomery County. Uh, we review plans, check zoning codes, and, and then permit the construction of everything from commercial, uh, commercial buildings to uh, residential sheds and decks and fences. So we, once we permit them, we try to make sure that Construction is safe <clears throat> and to code. All right. Now, when you do that, so if someone's at home, and what are some of the common projects that residents may not know they need to have a permit to execute uh, themselves or even when they have a contractor? Um, permits in residential are, are required for um, alterations to the home. Uh, if you're finishing your basement, if you're uh, installing windows that are larger than they were originally. If you're just replacing windows, um, you don't need permits. But if you're making a larger opening, you've got to change the structure somewhat. You've got to header off the wider opening, and that requires a permit. <clears throat> in the backyard, in the yard, um, we need permits for sheds, fences, and decks. Oh, Wow. You need permits yeah. for fences? Yes. Uh, th there's regulations for zoning for the heights of the fence, mm -hmm. and, of course, the location is um, uh, you know, part of what has to be looked at. Um, so, yeah, fences are, are required to have a, a very simple permit. Okay. And when it comes to inspections, because there's mm -hmm. a, a function of the Department of Permitting Services where you provide inspectors that will come out and help to assess whether things are being done correctly. Tell me a bit about your inspection team and tell me a bit about their special assignment during Building Safety Month. Okay. And for people out there that don't know, May is Building Safety Month. Correct. Yep. And, and I manage the inspector. So we have a team of 17 residential inspectors here at Montgomery County DPS. And they inspect the structure the electrical and the mechanical installations of, say, you're building an addition or a new home. Uh, we look at you know, 
the, the structure itself, that it's compliant with the approved plans. We look at the electrical wiring, mm -hmm. and, and we look at the ductwork and HVAC systems oh, wow. and do the inspection. Um, what we're doing in the month of May, and we, we've been doing this for, uh, well, since 2009, uh, every May we um, accept requests for what we call deck maintenance inspections. Um, homeowners can call Montgomery County 311 or go to the website and uh, sign up for this deck maintenance inspection. The inspectors will, uh, once they get the request and we put it in queue, um, we will assign the inspection to an inspector and the inspector will contact the homeowner. Um, via phone call or email, most likely phone call. Set up a time to meet the homeowner on site to do uh, what we call a deck maintenance inspection. Okay, now <laughs> this year, you've done quite a few outreach efforts to make sure people are aware of the availability of these, these free inspections. What is, the, what is the, uh, the impact, I guess, or what, are, what is the demand like this year for that particular service when it comes to um, the deck maintenance inspection. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, the, the demand is very high. It's, it's, uh, we've already, here it is uh, May 4th, and we've already received more requests for uh, deck maintenance inspections than we had any one year in the past. Uh, so oh. we've got about 430, not, not to get too into the numbers, but uh, already we've got you know over 400 requests. So the reason I'm saying that is, other than to answer your question, but is that it'll take us some time to respond to the request, but we will take them in until the end of the month, and the inspectors will be contacting the homeowners and setting up the inspections. Um, we may very well continue through the summer executing the inspections or, you know, going out and doing this inspection, but we'll get them all done. It'll take us some time, though. Right. And so, and so why, is this, why is this important? Set the stage. Um, <clears throat> And maybe add some gravity to it that, you know, people may go outside, look at their decks and say, okay, my deck is fine. You know, there's right. nothing wrong with it. I looked at it. Why is it important to have your team come out and do these uh, maintenance checks? I think it's real important, in, in, especially in the month of May, because everyone's about to have graduate. Well, many people are going to have graduation parties and Memorial Day weekend parties, enjoying their decks. Um, Occasionally, there's been um, deck collapses when, when they've been oh, no. incorrectly constructed or, or um, in, mostly incorrectly constructed and overloaded. Um, so we've had a few of them, uh, certainly throughout the country, and, and even a few here in Montgomery County. So we want to avoid that. Um, so our inspectors will go out and provide you a, a, a a decent overview of how your structure is, how the deck is um, being maintained, how it was originally constructed, and uh, generally, is it safe, and what can you do to uh, make it safer? Well, okay. Now, just to be clear, <clears throat> this is not a guarantee that their decks uh, will sustain their summer enjoyment or will last for years to come. Uh, but it will it will say that it meets certain criteria. 
Right. It, we're not going to be able to certify the safety. That would okay. be uh, a professional engineer would need to do that. Okay. Um, we will uh, look at the structure, uh, give you uh, our best observations. And if we see that it's um, imminently unsafe, we, we will inform you and, and, and we won't be seeking enforcement, but we're going to serve the notice to the homeowner that your deck is uh, uh, not safe to be used. Okay. And when you, and when you if, issue that, if that happens, mm -hmm. what, what is the proper action that you would like the homeowner to take at that point? We'll inform them on site uh, what you need to do. Is it um, add another beam to, you know, close to the house to make this house, uh, this deck self-supported, or in a few cases, if there's something, you know, just just done with the deck as far as its its uh, viability, then we'll we'll say, you know, your best to uh, demolish and, and reconstruct. Either way, you're going to want to get a permit, get a wow. permit. but this is worst case okay. scenario. Okay. This, <laughs> okay. yeah, you know, very worst case scenario. Of course. So, so in what instances can would you say that there's been an instance when you asked someone to demolish it and start all over again? Uh, uh, very few. There, there was a, a, where there was a uh, deck collapse a few years ago. There was a common problem um, with the way the decks there were constructed. They were attached to a cantilever. Uh, you're not supposed to do that. No, no, what's what's a cantilever? Cantilevers where the floor joists of the uh, uh, the house's system move out beyond the foundation wall. Typically, a deck okay. uh, would be connected to the the uh, house structure at the end of the at the top of the foundation wall. So you're connecting to the foundation wall of the house. Now, in a cantilever, those the floor framing of the house goes out beyond the uh, basement foundation wall. So now the floor joist, the end of the floor joist is, is leaning over here, and then you're attaching the deck to it. It adds these um, different forces and, and pulls away. It's, it's not allowed per the code. So we, when we see that, we certainly will tell the homeowner, you need to come in and get a permit. And that's if the, the deck is... Maintaining, you know, its connection fairly well. What happened where they uh, uh, had the collapse was the, the forces over 20 years or whatever, and the water infiltration from improper flashing all teamed up to make the deck collapse. And then what's the improper that? flashing, and how does the water figure into making the deck <clears throat> unstable? Right. Well, when you ledger, you know, when you connect the deck to the house, and, and this is a ledger connection, mm -hmm. um, as opposed to a freestanding or self-supporting deck, okay. it's a different type of construction. Mm -hmm. So it's reliant on the connection to the house. The, the flashing for that ledger, which is connected to the house, is very important to keep the water from infiltrating and, and getting into the house's um, band board, which is the, the, the wood the wood on the um, end of the house, it's sitting on the foundation wall. It can make that wood um, deteriorate. It will make that wood de 
period over time, Whoa. over great time. And, and that's why the flashing is important because your house bandboard isn't pressure treated like, like your deck is designed for, you know, to take the water. All right. Now, one thing we need to mention here um, is liability. Uh, sometimes when you get an inspection or you have an official organization like the county come out to, to weigh in, on the status of your project or your home, um, what what is the, I want to say, make sure it's clear that the county's not liable for deck safety. Um, right. if, if you go out and do an inspection, what is that, what are the dynamics of that and what can people expect in terms of um, the results of the inspection? Well, again, we're not certifying the safety of the deck. That would be uh, a professional engineer would need to do that. Um, we are observing as best we can the, the safety of the deck and providing maintenance uh, tips, uh, you know, how to maintain your deck or, or say the deck is, is connected to the house and we see that the um, ledger connection, the bolting of it is uh, sparse, mm-hmm. sparser than you know, every other joist bay, say, um, 48 inches on center as opposed to what could be or should be 16 inches on center. We, we may recommend, you know, an easy uh, uh, addition, you know, ledger locks, an easy um, type of better connecting that, that deck to the, uh, that ledger to the house. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll, we'll look at the entirety of the deck, the, from the posts up to the beam, the, the span of the deck itself, you know, from beam to beam to see that it's uh, well built or, or, or not. Um, and we'll look at the guardrail, especially for an elevated deck. Um, the guardrail and the guardrail strength is um, something that can be easily observed um, and and with certain small uh, corrections, can you know, we can give you tips to add to the strength of the guardrail. Oh, great. And that's a good segue. Uh, we did get one question from our Facebook group, from the What's Happening MoCo Facebook group, where we want, you can find us uh, by searching for uh, the What's Happening MoCo Facebook group on Facebook. So we want you guys to engage with us. If you have questions, we'll try to ask them during the podcast. And I believe we already answered this question, um, but I'll add a little, bit, so, little something extra to it. Uh, an, a group called Moderately Moco asked the question: If you get a deck ins- inspection, if you get a deck inspection and it doesn't pass, what will happen? Um, and then the second part was: Will your deck be condemned or just recommendations only? Right. Now, and I guess that that question, in a way, is, is this a mandate or are you offering suggestions? We are offering suggestions. We have, the inspectors have a, um, a form of a fillable PDF that uh, they're going to print out and give it to you. Um, they'll fill it in. Uh, it may say, here are things that are not up to code, recommendations, but it's not, it's not a binding um, enforcement action by any stretch. Um, it's, it's recommendations. We do not... Um, we will, again, as I said earlier, in the very worst case scenario, right. we'll, we'll tell you your deck's unsafe and we'll add that to the record. Sir, 
serve you notice that the deck is unsafe. But that's if it's blatantly, you know, and observably, you know, we don't want you to um, occupy that deck or use it. Correct. We'll let you know. Okay, good. <clears throat> it's good that we have the service. Um, what what tips um, can you offer to homeowners when it comes to deck maintenance and safety? So, for instance, you've had an inspection. What are some of the things that homeowners can do? And then what are some of the, the items that they may need to contract out to achieve? Well, we'll be able to tell you, first of all, if your deck was permitted back in the past or whenever it was built, we should be able to tell you that. Some, some decks were built prior to our records. Mm-hmm. Um, we will let you know, is, my, is your deck freestanding or is it reliant on the ledger connection? Being reliant on the ledger connection is fine as long as those... Uh, you know, it, as long as it was originally constructed, you know, correctly and to the code, it'll it'll last fine. But if there's question, what we what homeowners can frequently do is put another put another um, post and beam closer to the home. That, you know, so here's this deck sitting out on a beam away from the house. And then you're connected to the house. Well, you can put another post and beam about two feet, three feet away from the house. And, you know, footings, your post, and your beam, and this does require a permit. But that'll make that deck much safer. Um, And it's not reliant. It will no longer be reliant on that connection to the house. Now, now this is is probably outside of your purview Mm -hmm. um, or in a case-to-case basis. But if someone's having a party and people are starting to, to gravitate towards the deck, what's a safe number? Um, and you can base it on the size of a deck. So say a deck is 20 feet or something or 30 feet. How many people do you recommend hanging uh, out? And, and, yeah, that's, and, and again, he's not liable by saying this. He's giving a, a recommendation of what a safe number might be. Well, decks are designed for, uh, I, think, I believe it's uh, 50 pounds per square foot so that's 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 a strong load um but that's that's assuming that the deck was constructed you know to current or or recent um international residential code standards um it's it's tough to say because someone listening might or viewing this might have a deck that was not permitted and you know is overspanned so uh, that's about right. where we'll leave it at. but <laughs> if it's overspanned and, mm. and incorrectly attached right. th- that load may be uh, you know minimal okay good uh, so and that's what snow I, you know right. mm. I w- decks have collapsed just you know from the snow load which is heavy mm-hmm. uh, you know can be extraordinarily heavy really um, but yeah you know and it, they were you know un- we, we had one in Montgomery County that's six, seven years ago, and uh, in the dead of winter, we had a big, heavy snow, and uh, it collapsed. Obviously, no one got hurt. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, it was full of snow. But you, this is one of the things you don't think about. Right. Uh, what if you have, I guess, pots or something or big containers that yeah. eventually fill up with water? Those things, don't, right. that doesn't really impact anything? or No. Uh, I will say a hot tub, mm. people put hot tubs on, on really? decks. Really? And okay. when you do that, that's a lot of weight. Um, so wow. no matter what your deck is, if you're going to put a hot tub on it, you've got to get a permit, and an engineer needs to look at 
the structure and add oh to it. So so right. you don't only need to get a permit or to have an inspection done just for your deck on a normal circumstances, but if you plan to install something heavy like a hot tub, tub. which is very cool, uh, you need to know. It's almost specific, not not something heavy, uh, like a keg or something, but right. but uh, or something permanent. But it's a hot tub. Uh, okay. No one's going to put a pool on there. Yeah. Uh, uh, I hope not. Deck. Yeah. Know, I hope not. But mm-hmm. a hot tub, or one of those swimming place pools, say, mm-hmm. the, the loads are so much heavier because of all that water, wow. um, that an engineer needs to design the improvement to the deck or, or the deck if, okay. if you're starting from scratch. Well, that's good to know because, you know, some people are so excited about the prospect of having a hot tub and being able to enjoy the, the outdoors. They may not think, you know, that that, that requires a permit um, because it's not, you're not necessarily attaching it to the deck. You're putting sitting it on, on the deck. Right. So, so now you guys do know that before you put out the, the new hot tub and start enjoying with your friends, you do need a permit from, Department of Permitting Services. Right. Let's put on your patio. Okay. And I was, I'm going to ask you this question, but we have, we have this, uh, a beautiful piece of signage here. Um, how do people sign up to get their deck inspected and what are reasonable expectations uh, for turnaround time to have their deck inspected, expected, inspected? They uh, can go to the website and sign up. Um, you'll need to, and, and, it's limited to the homeowners um, scheduling the deck inspection, deck maintenance inspection for their home. Um, HOAs, uh, you know, we've got received requests from uh, HOAs for the whole neighborhood. Uh, we don't do that. Uh, real, real estate agents, it's got to be the homeowner uh, requesting for their home. And then, um, so they, they, can go online and request that. They leave their okay. uh, contact information, uh, phone number, email, and name. And, and if they go online, they would go to montgomerycountymd.gov forward slash DPS. Right, and right, okay. right there. I believe there's a link right on the uh, home page. Okay. And Fantastic. they can also call Montgomery County 311. Okay. And same, give them the same information. And uh, they can reach that, obviously, 311 inside the county or... Two four zero seven 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 zero three one one. Okay. Now, we talked earlier, and I'm hopefully, hopefully, I, I can indulge. You'll indulge me in this. We, we spoke briefly about the types of projects that people, because summertime is project time. You have time off. You want to maybe make improvements to your house, and there's whole channels dedicated to do-it-yourself projects. A lot of times, when you're doing it yourself, you don't necessarily know the right procedures for getting permission to get things done in your house. What are some of the projects that people may not realize they will need a permit from the county to perform in their homes? Uh, sheds and decks probably would be the, the most, um, where, where the errors happen the most. Um, the international residential, probably because the, the information they're getting is not um, specific to Montgomery County, mm-hmm. the International Residential Code, in what is exempt from work for per, uh, requiring permits, says that a, an accessory structure, a shed, mm-hmm. 200 square feet or less, doesn't need a permit. Um, Montgomery County ex- 
exempt that from the code. We take it out um, and require a shed to have a permit no matter its size. Um, and that's basically Whoa. for um, zoning purposes, to respect the required setback from the property line. Um, what we do, though, is an accessory structure of 200 square feet or less doesn't need a plan. It doesn't need construction plans. Like You don't have to show us how you're going to build it. Mm -hmm. You just have to show us what size it is, 200 square feet or less, and where it's going to be placed okay. um, or, or constructed you know, in the backyard, respecting mm -hmm. the setback, and that's it. And what are, what are some of the general guidelines for how far from the, what are some of the things you, you want to avoid when planning to place a shed? Yeah, don't, don't place it too close to the uh, property line. Um, zoning uh, has those setbacks, and they can be found on our uh, website. The minimum setback, and I'm not a zoning expert, but uh, mm -hmm. the minimum setback from my experience is five feet. From the property line okay. some are greater there are areas depending on your zone are 60 you know there's different zones um, some of them are 12 feet setback so you want to be you you want to know before you go uh, oh, and place of course. Your, your, your shed okay. and and when people want to get permits <clears throat> I know they can go online and uh, some of the things that you apply for permits for online and some of them in person and what's the, what? In what cases do you need to come in person to this beautiful facility in Wheaton, Maryland? Um, well, we went almost solely electronic when, when the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. So uh, there, I, there are, I don't believe there are any permits that you have to walk through or walk okay. into. You can do it all online. And then if you have difficulty with the system, we have a process to, to get you uh, help with the system, uh, uh, with the process of permitting. Awesome. Um, give it a try. I, I always, when people call complaining mm -hmm. they can't figure out how to get the permit, um, I always ask them to, to go as far as you can, hopefully get an application number. Mm -hmm. And then if you can at least do that, you can contact the department and we will get you uh, hooked up with a permit technician to kind of walk you through and assist you with the process. All right. Well, <clears throat> well, speaking of assisting people with the process, we'd like to ask all of you out there to assist us with the process of growing this podcast and getting more information out to the residents of Montgomery County by subscribing to the What's Happening MoCo podcast, liking us on Facebook, and, of course, connecting with our fine friends over at the Department of Permitting Services, like James Sackett, the manager for residential inspection for DPS, by visiting MontgomeryCountyMD.gov forward slash uh, DPS. And as always, we ask you to ask the question, what's happening, MoCo? Because you deserve the answers. This is our first live recording on site. Uh, I'm not going to say post-pandemic, don't want to jinx it, but we're going to try to do more live in the field productions. Hope that you guys have patience with us in the process. Um, join us online and ask us questions, and we'll have our experts like James answer the questions as we ask them here on the podcast. Hope you have a great week and weekend on purpose. Thanks for listening and please subscribe.